to this day, legend has it is still there. <laughs> and and I was just like, um, I don't know what to do. She didn't, luckily she didn't hit her head or anything, but yeah. definitely a crazy story. We want to talk about boundaries. So someone asked like, how do you approach the subject of having guys over? Cause this can be a touchy subject. If you're a female living with other females. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma. Here with our 13th episode of Before We, we Make, Make It. it. It's Friday. It's our 13th episode. Woohoo. Friday the 13th. I don't know about that, but <laughs> anywho, welcome to today's episode. It's going to be a great one. It's going to be a roller coaster. That we have a lot to say about. Um, <laughs> stories, advice, just all the craziness packed into living with someone during your college years. And even after, because literally roommates are going to be a thing probably for us for a while. Yeah. So we know that a lot of y'all are in that same stage of life and we wanted to go to Instagram and ask you guys to send us your stories, ask us your questions, and we cannot wait to do that. First of all, let me just say that guys, I feel like have a way less issue like living with other people Mm -hmm. because they're just a lot more like, oh, they grow up and then they go into the room and it's fine and just like leave things everywhere. Mm -hmm. But with girls, there's just a lot more tension, I feel. So yeah, side note. But first, we're going to start off with Truly Obsessed where we talk about our recent favorites. I've really been into biker shorts recently. I must notice this white black just really classic biker shorts along with any sort of like oversized shirt I got this like tie-dye oversized sweater with slits on the sides and for some reason tie-dye and oversized comfy like loungewear has been really a thing for me so I'm obsessed with that and they were ridiculously affordable like I swear like five ten dollars or something and they also have a lot of different sizes and also like colors so honestly TJ Maxx like super easy places to find leggings and like sports bras and any of those things i'm back into alina Barone. we were obsessed with her last semester because her album came out and we would be listening to it on all of our car rides our trips yeah. to austin it was the best she's a vibe and i, I feel like <laughs> it's really too yeah she has a lot of songs too that are not as like popular but yeah. you got back into her i got back into her i'm like really into it i think it's also because on tiktok she has like a lot of good sounds like fantasy more than enough like just classics. So yeah, I've been really into her. Morocco is one of the good ones. That one's in my running playlist, actually. So definitely listen. What was the album called? The most, as if we're like super fans, but. Uh, shoot. Take me to the place. It was divine. Divine. It was divine. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for my drink, it is a new Starbucks drink. Well, it's not new, but it's new to me. I know I said one in the last episode, but honestly, finding new recipes for Starbucks drink is the most exciting thing because it just revitalizes your love for Starbucks and coffee. This one is inspired by Sadie McQuaid. If you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. It is an iced dopio espresso. I get a grande iced dopio espresso with soy milk, two pumps of white mocha, and then this little adjustment that I added to it. So I asked for cold foam on top with cinnamon powder. Oh, it's delicious. It is the best drink ever. And it's super duper cheap. So please get it next time you're at Starbucks and 
tag us if you get it, like take a little picture on your Instagram story and let us know what you think. The second thing that I've been loving is another Starbucks item. I promise this is obviously not sponsored, but it is the almond croissant warmed up. It's incredible. Mm. Have you tried? I like the chocolate croissants. I love those. Okay. Yeah. The chocolate croissant, I've gotten that before, but I found it was like really, really heavy. So that one's a really good, like treat yourself item, but I had a cookie dough cake box the other day, but it was way too heavy. Like it was a mistake. No, but their pastries are always so delicious. But this is the first time I tried it. It's like obviously the buttery croissant, but it has this sort of almond vanilla cream on top of it. And then almonds divine, like please get it next time you're at Starbucks. You will love it. But those are my favorites. Obviously just always things to like consume food and drink. It's a passion project. (laughs) Yeah. Also because I couldn't taste or smell for the past like couple weeks. So being able to finally taste things again is just magical. And I realize how much joy food brings to our lives that we never uh, realize. Like, I can't you know, even imagine. Yeah. Like you probably wouldn't be able to laugh. I would love oh my like, God. just savoring like food and like uh, appreciating it. I always get the scene of Ratatouille when yes. he's like doing the piece of corn and strawberry and it's like the most oh, mundane no. of flavors. Okay. No. It's not, it, Listen, cheese, cheese. Um, what we're going to do is like go back and just. <laughs> so it's okay. It's a nice little cheese. I, it's going to watch the movie like 10 billion times. It's my, it's my thing. And he like takes a bite of both. And then there's like those little magical fireworks. Explosions. Like, yes. The music in the Taste background. Dancing. That's literally what we like to think whenever we're having our charcuterie boards yeah (laughs) i'm always like wow the sweet and the sour is just like a perfect concoction (laughs) you know as if we know what we're talking about yeah so we're gonna start off with some funny stories y'all have shared them thank you so much and then we'll get into q a but this one is from one of my friends and basically she told me that she had this super mellow like withdrawn roommate that would literally just stay in her room like all the time and never go out like never really have people over etc like never even got picked up like she was just like very independent withdrawn and kind of introverted which is totally fine But one day she went out, like she went out and she had fun. And basically she came home like ridiculously intoxicated, like wild for my uh, friend. Right. So like my friend is just chilling in the living room and this girl like comes up like days, like it's dropped off, like super days, like barely can walk. And so this girl is concerned because she's never even seen her like go out. And so she was like, Hey, are you okay? Like, what can I do for you? Can I bring you water? she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she's like super giggly and just super happy. And then she walks into her room. She literally falls on her face, like in the doorway of her room and then smacks her head on like the door and passes out, like literally just passes out. And so my friend is like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I need to call 911 right now. Like it's absolutely insane. And so she calls 911 and the doctor is like, dude, like, you literally saved her life. Like she was this close to being in really like mortal danger because of alcohol poisoning. Oh my God. Absolutely wild, wild story. And at the end of the day, like it worked out and she was fine. But yeah, things like that happen. It's crazy. That is terrifying. So one time I was, I didn't feel like going out. It was a Friday night. I decided to stay in and have a little pizza night to myself and watch a movie. And so I ended up falling asleep on the living room couch in front of the TV. Like our couch, for some reason, is just really, really comfortable. I always fall asleep (laughs) there. I was always so confused. Like, yeah, like, you she made fun of couch? me. Like, no, no, no. Like, it, it wasn't a normal. Okay, for my family, like, some, my brother and I would always fall asleep on the couch. It wasn't like we only slept on the couch, but <laughs> we would just love to find the couch. There is nothing better than that feeling of like you're watching that '70s show. It's two in the morning. You're on the living room couch, and you're just so comfortable. There's nothing that beats that. And so 
I like to sometimes accidentally fall asleep on the couch. Okay. And they thought it was like Dasam and our old roommate thought it was so funny and weird, but then they both definitely started sleeping on the couch after that. They were like, okay, I guess it's normal. So anyway, I was sleeping on the couch. It was about three in the morning and suddenly someone starts like trying to open the door. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like who, who is it? Like I'm, I genuinely got so scared because in my head, I thought that my roommates had already come home for the night. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know if you're the cops. Eventually I, I go and I open the door and it is my roommate and she is the same thing. She's super duper drunk and she comes stumbling in wearing these like extremely tall heels. And I'm like, how did you make it up our stairs? Because we have like five flights of stairs at our apartment and there was no way that she could have walked up but she did she made it up and she had a slice of pizza in her hand and i'm like, like what's happening you she thought comes, someone was breaking in i thought someone was breaking in for sure but for some reason i was like okay no maybe it's her so i slightly opened the door and then realized it was fine anyway she comes in with her slice of pizza she tries walking to her room and she ends up tripping over oh, her heels no. onto the floor the piece of pizza is still in her hand to this day legend has it is still there <laughs> and, and i was just like um i don't know what to do she didn't luckily she didn't hit her head or anything but i kind of just like adjusted her and then left her there for the night on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> wow you know, I'm glad no one broke in. So thanks for sending in stories for real. But we have one from our good friend and listener. And she basically said that she had one roommate that would basically just have these depressive moods where she was like in bed for weeks at a time. I don't know. Apparently she had some manic episode because she was obviously like taking some unprescribed drugs. Definitely do not recommend those. She also would throw up randomly and it was just like very awful. I just can't even imagine what it's like to deal with a roommate that is going through so much. And you're like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor. Like I don't know how to help you out. Yeah. So in that scenario, like honestly, you just have to tell someone that is a little bit more professionally equipped to deal with us. Mm -hmm. Like that's honestly really terrifying. And she also said that she didn't know or understand her roommate's mental illness at the time. And she also had to call an ambulance for her Mm. several times. She said that she was constantly keeping the Dean and her mom informed, but it was just really tough because you have to be the one to like communicate that. Mm. And that also she would bring stray dogs into the dorm, (gasps) which is really like rabies. Yeah. It's scary altogether. Like just the combination of all of those things must've been terrifying to go through. So I can't imagine. I'm so sorry you had to go through my condolences, but also like, thank you for being there for her. I think you handled it well. Yeah. Like, I mean, at least that you were there, like you were there to see like and witness what was going on, kind of get like a firsthand view and then do something about it because I think it would have been worse if she were living by herself and not mm-hmm. had someone there to be like texting her mom or emailing the dean, <laughs> notifying people that could actually help the situation. But I hope that she is better. I mean, I don't know how long ago this was, but that just sounds really, really difficult. So yeah. definitely a crazy story. Did you ever search for roommates on like a social media platform? Like I know a lot of people reach out on Facebook and stuff. No, when I graduated high school, I was on Twitter, like scouring. I literally tweeted. No, I tweeted. I was like, hey guys, like I'm looking for a roommate. I had people reach out to me. (laughs) So the next story is from a dear friend as well. And this is basically just to sum it up. She was living with a roommate that was just really, really rude to her. And I don't really know what like really started that whole pattern of being mean to her and talking ugly to her. But basically, they had a little bit of back and forth kind of going on. And there's never a reason to do what this person did. (laughs) 
One day, my friend went outside. She was leaving her apartment complex. She noticed that there was dog <gasps> all over the front of her car. I can't even imagine what you no. do in that situation. Like, but she just started crying and freaking out. And she knew it was the roommate, but there was no evidence of it. The roommate would kind of just pretend that she had no idea what she was talking about. But she knew it was her just based on like a lot of things that were said and done. And so it was really, really sad and frustrating. Wow. I, like, what would you do in that situation? I would probably have like some sort of mental breakdown and then I would have someone like come and like clean it up or I would report it somehow. Yeah. Even the thought to put that on someone's car to do something that's destroying their property and just downright disgusting, absolutely ridiculous and inexcusable. Like there's no reason for that at all. I don't understand where you even get the thought from. Like this is a good idea. I hope your car is clean and good now and that never comes to your way again. Now onto questions. So our first one is just right into it. Like let's get juicy from the bat. We want to talk about boundaries. So someone asked like, how do you approach the subject of having guys over? Cause this can be a touchy subject if you're a female living with other females. So yeah, let's get into it. This one is a definitely touchy subject. And I know that it's different for every roommate situation because sometimes you have people that are really close friends, in which case it isn't a big deal to have a guy over mm-hmm. or sometimes you are with strangers. So that's or you have even an outcast weirder. and a friend. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's hard. Like two people that are already friends and then one person that's kind of new. Mm -hmm. Definitely tricky. But we were kind of mulling over this a little bit beforehand and trying to think like, what is the best way to approach it? I will say like, it's really good right off the bat to have the conversation early on. Like, what are your boundaries? How do you specifically feel about this? What, um, what is going to make you the most comfortable in your space? Because it is your space and Mm -hmm. everyone pays their equal part of the rent. So in that same respect, like, everyone should have a right to bring whoever they want over, but obviously respect their roommates boundaries and ask them like, like, what do you think is going to work for the both of us? How can we compromise? So I would say if you are having someone over for a night or maybe like to hang out during the day or whatever, just say, Hey, like, I'm going to have this person over just wanted to make sure that's okay. We'll stay in my room. No big deal. I feel like that should be fine for the most part. Because asking for permission is a little bit much and it's a little bit like parenty. And you pay your rent too. Yeah. And if it's a common area, then make sure that they're comfortable with that. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like if they're planning to just walk around casually and they feel uncomfortable, then that's fine. You know, like they also have a right to their discomfort. But the key thing here is communication proactively, as in bring up the subject of what about visitors? Who are we okay with? Where are we not okay with? And how do we compromise? Yeah. And get a feel for how your roommate realistically feels about it, not just how they're saying they feel about it. But yeah. but especially that's why it's important to even just get close to your roommates in general, because you want to establish that sort of like friendship, even if you guys aren't going to be besties, like you mm-hmm. at least want to be cordial with each other. Respectful. To where, exactly. Like it's hard with living situations because everyone is on different schedules. People have different preferences. But I think for the most part, like obviously communication is number one and just making sure that you are not overstepping by having your guests there for way longer than like you said you would mm-hmm. or taking over the main area where everybody has a right to like walk around yeah. in their pajamas. Like for instance, she might say yes when y'all are like meeting for the first time and then not be okay with it later. So give some like 
actual examples like, oh, like what if I had someone over for a weekend? What if I had someone over for a night? Or what if we were like having a movie night? Like give examples so you get a feel for that person's comfort zone and then keep it there. For example, if you are having your boyfriend over and you guys decide to cook breakfast the next morning and you don't tell your roommates and then your roommate walks out in their PJs or they walk out with like just a towel on because they had no idea that your boyfriend was still there. Like it's reasonable to send a text and extremely considerate and just really nice to let your roommate know like, by the way, don't walk out in a towel because (laughs) my boyfriend's still here and we'll get out of your way in just a second or whatever. Because I feel like that's just the nice thing to do. Like you definitely don't want to put anybody else in an uncomfortable situation. Totally agree. Or have with your that. boyfriend like cooking eggs shirtless, like <laughs> out in the kitchen. I See, just <laughs> everyone's comfort zones are different. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure and there are houses that are like that. You can't assume that other people are going to react or be comfortable with the same things you are. You can't make assumptions. I think that's huge with roommates because people communicate differently. People have different expectations of others when it comes to letting them know beforehand. So ask them how they would like to be respected in that respect. <laughs> and if it's a chill household where y'all just all walk around with like your boyfriends in the Good morning, you. like honestly, yeah, I love that. Like living on the topic of boundaries, what if you just don't want to socialize with your roommate like all the time? This is huge. So one of our listeners said, "What to do when you're not feeling yourself for a couple of days?" And in my opinion, that may mean you just want to be left alone. You don't want to talk every time you're like cooking or in the living room. So how do you tackle that? Ooh, that one's a really, really good question. Everybody has different patterns of living and you can't, especially because this is your home, like this is your safe space. You should feel the most comfortable here. And I think having a roommate sort of initiates that, oh, like I have to go out and socialize and I have to Mm. step out of my comfort little (laughs) bubble, comfortable little bubble. So I would say just like even texting your roommate or coming out for a second of your room and saying, hey, I'm really busy today or hey, I'm just taking a break today taking a self-care day, hopefully they respect that, which nine times out of 10, they do. Yeah. And a little hack that I feel like both of us use since we live together life hack. <laughs> life hack. is um, if you just don't want to talk to the person, like put on your earbuds and then- Oh my God, we do that? <laughs> well, I don't think, I, I don't do that, but I feel like Shoot. you do that. Oh no. Well, okay. 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 It's a mix of like, I'm on the phone with someone, I'm listening to a podcast. It's never like I'm intentionally putting yeah. these earbuds but, in okay, to but, not talk to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no, I know. I know. If you want to just be chill- then just put on some like very chill, like jazz, Italian music or something while you're cooking. And then they'll notice that you have earbuds on and they won't talk to you because who knows if you're listening to like a lecture or something, like you don't have to explain yourself. Like you don't have to feel bad about not wanting to talk to that person. Just make it clear or just let them know that you're busy and that you have a lot to focus on that day. And normally that person will not push you. Like, I can't think of an example of someone like continuing to push, but I did watch a TikTok recently where it was actually really funny. And we do this sometimes to each other when we just feel like needy and we want to talk. But I do this to you all the time. But <laughs> like the roommate would knock on their roommate's door and ask them like over and over like, hey, like the, the neighbors are fighting. Like I have snacks. Do you want to go watch? Hey, I want to go to Target. Do you want to come? Hey, let's go to Starbucks. Hey, let's do this. That can be a lot for some people sometimes because sometimes I know I can definitely be an introvert and I need my alone time to recharge. And the person that you live with might be on the total opposite end of the spectrum, whereas they really like to always be doing stuff and going out and talking. But just because that person is like that doesn't mean you need to be. 
your home is your safe space. So just let them know, hey, I'm busy doing this today, taking a self-care day, trying to de-stress. Let's watch a movie later. And try to compromise, yeah. you know? I love that you brought up the point of, hey, let's do it later. Like, it's not like I'm shutting you out of my life. It's not that I don't want to talk to you ever. It's just that right now is not the time. And if you do everything with your roommate because, you know, quarantine and you grocery shop together and things of that nature, then don't feel bad to be like, hey, I'm feeling a little anxious right now. Like, I just have a lot of my mind. Like, can we just like not talk for a little bit? But not in the like, oh my God, I don't want to talk to you, but more in a, I just need a little silence. bit of silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's totally healthy too. Yeah. And we've been doing that with each other sometimes too, because the other day we were searching for a pizza place for literally like an hour. We talked <laughs> During about the this. winter storm. Yes. It was really stressful and both of us were hangry and I was just so annoyed that I just didn't want to like, like it didn't feel like talking at all. So we didn't talk for a little bit and it, it was fine. We just needed to drive. And then, I put on some bops and we instantly got in a better mood and it was great. So (laughs) they were bops. Yeah, I do think like challenging yourself to be more comfortable with silence with your roommates and your friends is also really helpful. Obviously, you can have great conversations and have a lot of laughs, but sometimes you do need to kind of just get comfortable with being in each other's presence. Totally. And our next question from a listener is talking about just divvying up cleanliness and chores because that's a huge thing too. If you share a common area, dishes, you know, pantry, refrigerator, like how do you keep your own space while still letting the other person be comfortable and use what they want? I think again, going back to how we talked about communicating at the very beginning, making sure everyone knows what is expected to keep the apartment clean. Don't let ants build up. And sometimes people have different like definitions of clean because I think Emma, I always thought I was a neat freak. And then I met Emma and I was like, okay, she's like a neater freak. I just really need a clean environment. Honestly, I don't mind personally cleaning and just thought like Dasam does clean a lot. I think we have a super good balance, honestly. Yeah. And we don't, neither of us ever really get like angry over like dishes, for example, because we know that it will get taken care of. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like, we kind of just take turns doing it. We don't have any sort of written schedule. It's like, okay, if you did it last time, I'll do it this time. Or if you cooked, I'll clean. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of just works. I think just communicating at the beginning and both making sure that you collectively want to keep the apartment clean because who wants a dirty apartment like dirty yeah. dishes stacking up in the sink and it's like ill so Whew. yeah hopefully you are if you're like with a random roommate for example you get paired with someone that has the same goal as you yeah and a huge part of it is actually like positive affirmations because if you get mad at your roommate every time she doesn't do the dishes then she's going to associate doing the dishes with like you being mad at her rather than doing that like encourage her every time or him every time they do the dishes or take out the trash or you know just like clean up after we eat or something just be like oh my god thank you so much for doing that and they will just be positively reinforced to keep doing it because emma would do that to me when we first started living together and i was like wow i've never felt so appreciated for literally taking out the trash I was just so grateful and then I was like <laughs> yeah you. I'm gonna keep doing it so wow yeah. I didn't know that yeah I guess I had that effect I was like, <laughs> you're like that's back for me amazing also just a random note if you're cooking for yourself clean up five to ten minutes and it's really easy and if you know that you're not going to have the chance to do it later just do it as you're cooking your food like if you can for example like if you're chopping up stuff and then you move everything to the pan clean the chopping board while you're cooking the food. It's just, it's really easy to do stuff as you go. And I think letting things pile up when you have other people that live with you that have to like see that and smell that, it's just easier to do it on your own, especially if you don't have some sort of schedule set in place. So that's so true. Yeah. But I know sometimes we kind of just clean after each other. Mm -hmm. If like the 
uh, sink gets a little too full. Yeah, I actually am not very sensitive to smell within my own place, but Emma is. And she'll be like, can you like rinse, you know, rinse off this or can you turn on the vent so that it doesn't smell later? And see, like understanding, okay, like this doesn't bother me, but it does bother her. So I'm going to do that one little extra step. Like that's super important. (laughs) And, And also when it comes to like groceries, if you're on a tight budget, and they like ask you to use something, then you could ask them to get that same thing for you when they shop, you know, like you could have it be like a balance. Like you don't necessarily have to be like, Oh, can you Venmo me like $2 for a chicken nugget? Like you could just say like next time when you go grocery shopping, like, can you like grab that and we can share it, whatever. Yeah, that's a really good compromise because we've definitely had to share like detergent or cheese, bread, avocados, definitely because of our (laughs) avocado toast. That's a a super duper good compromise. Yeah. Someone asked about living room spaces, common spaces, kitchen spaces. Like when you're living with someone, how do you like half the decorations? How do you like not leave things out? Or how do you tell someone, hey, like you're constantly leaving things out and this is my like dining table too. And I don't like it when you just like leave all of your books and laptops there for days and days? Like, how do you go about talking about that? That is an amazing question as well. At the beginning of the semester, I know that we kind of just agreed that we really wanted a cute apartment all the time. And we wanted <laughs> we to spent be- way too much on home decor. Oh, for sure. But it's lasted us for two years. So I think it was worth it. Mm-hmm. But we sort of just discussed how we want our apartment to be cute and clean and just a really good space to work in, especially because now we're taking online classes, just discussing with that person or multiple roommates of yours, like, hey, we want this to be a place that is nice to come home to that doesn't have shoes all over the place. And if your roommate is leaving stuff behind, I would just honestly start with moving it for them just to kind of (laughs) signal like, hey, I'm putting your shoes here, not a big deal, but just like here. And then if the issue persists, or if maybe they just didn't like that you did that, let them know like, hey, sorry, I was just trying to clean up a little bit. Um, No big deal. But just like in the future, try and clear up the space. So it's just like clean. Yeah, that's just nice to be in. This is hard because what if your roommate brings like a crap ton of pillows and you hate all of them and you have to look at it every single day? I would maybe suggest, hey, like, I think I want to switch out the pillows for, you know, the transition to fall or something. Like, I'm going to go get some. Like, do you mind? And she'll be like, yeah, sure. So have it be a collaborative effort. Like, don't necessarily criticize the other person and their habits because you don't want to change that person. You just want to make them feel comfortable, respected, and then make your wishes known. I would also say that it definitely depends on who you live with and the personalities of those people. Because I know I've walked into apartments, houses before where there's multiple roommates and they just like it when it's an organized chaos. Like they have blankets all over, but it looks cute. Honestly, there are so many houses where it looks so cute because they have these big fluffy couches and pillows and blankets and it's awesome. And other apartments like ours, you could definitely tell if it's messy. (laughs) But I would say just, you know, kind of check to see how everyone feels about it. If they're okay with keeping it a little bit messy, not always super prim and perfect, and you're cool with that too, then that's obviously totally fine. But yeah, it just depends on your personalities and how everyone kind of works together. Yeah. Awesome. How do you deal with a shared TV in the living room? Mm. There's a TV and maybe you guys don't like to watch the same shows. And so how do you volume? Yes. How do you handle the situation of who gets to like watch the TV if you guys don't really align with like what you watch and how often and what time of the day and stuff like that? A little bit of background for us. Like Emma loves watching, you know, just having the TV on sometimes like while she's like working or something or cooking or at night or something like she'll like settle down by 
watching an episode or something. And unfortunately, my room is basically like it shares a wall with the living room. So it doesn't have a lot of like soundproofness. And I would have like these moments where I was like studying or something. At this time, I didn't have noise canceling headphones. Honestly, get those. Like if you are sensitive mm-hmm. to noise like I am, um, AirPods are amazing. You could also find affordable ones at Amazon. I would have like this huge exam and I would have to like study for it, but I couldn't focus because of like the TV, right? I'm crying, Grey's Anatomy is on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm over there crying. <laughs> I know. She's like telling me to come. And I, I just didn't know how to politely say like, I would prefer if you didn't watch the TV during these times, you know, work hours, whatever. So, and these are like the small things, right? Like if you have a great relationship with your roommate, you don't want to bring up these tiny things and create tension. So stop avoiding tension because it's only going to build over time. Go to that person and be like, Hey, instead of be accusing them and be like, I couldn't study because you are, you had the TV on, like, how dare you just be like, Hey, um, I was just wondering maybe like during the day, would you mind like watching the TV in your room or using headphones or simply just giving like a little bit of space or whatever, and just explain why you want it, what you want and how amazing it would make you feel and take it from that standpoint rather than an accusatory one. Or just be like, I have a test. Can you please give me a little bit of like silence in the living room while I take my test? I can hear everything. And then afterwards, it's totally fine. But hey, I have a test really quick. Let me just take it. And then you're totally good, like in the living room. And it's hard sometimes because if the situation passes and you literally like couldn't have said anything beforehand, you just have to let it go, honestly. Like you can't hold grudges against your roommate because Mm -hmm. you are living with them. (laughs) Yes. You have to have a little bit of thick skin there. Mm-hmm. And roommate situations when you're in tiffs or you guys are just not speaking because of something that happened between y'all having to do with like the apartment or whatever, it is the worst feeling. Like having to retreat mm-hmm. to your separate rooms, not talking at all. The apartment <laughs> is silent. It's like as if someone has like something bad has happened. A shadow. And it's, it's the worst. So don't let yourself be in that situation. Please just be open to receiving communication from them to communicating with them what you feel, how you want to fix the issue and don't let it linger. And if you do let it linger for too far, then maybe it's something that you just have to work out on your own. And in that case, like Dasan said, just don't hold the grudge and realize that there are some battles that are just not worth bringing up. They're not worth fighting. Really like be selective with what you allow to irritate you. Yes. And the next question is from another listener. She said, basically, like my roommate has gotten used to me cleaning up all the time. I basically do all the dishes and she kind of treats me like her housewife or, you know, housekeeper. And the thing is, like, apparently this roommate is always leaving. So she really doesn't have a lot of time because she's never at the apartment, but she does leave her things out. And this girl does all the cleaning. I have actually dealt with this. So I can definitely give some advice. I would say, Again, communication and reaching out to the roommate that is never there and being like, hey, I've been doing the dishes a lot lately. I've been cleaning up the apartment. Would really appreciate if you could help out a bit since it is our shared space and we both want to obviously contribute equally like it's only fair. Yeah. Please just like understand that, you know, I am trying to keep it cordial. I'm trying to like be nice about it. But at the same time, I can't continue to clean up after us. Word it in the way that you think is best for that specific person. And honestly, if you are up for it, I would even just bring it up to them in person because mm-hmm. way better text, than text. Yeah, text can definitely just be ignored forever. Or and a you'll voice never memo. Yeah, or a voice memo. Just whatever you think is gonna be most direct and just easily understood. 
let the person know. But yeah, face to face is definitely going to be effective. And they'll probably give you a really reasonable and nice response if it is in person, because I feel like over text, it's just you feel like because you're behind a screen, you can say things that you normally wouldn't say in person. Yes. And never gang up on a roommate. If you are rooming with your best friend and you have like a stranger, like never make her feel like she isn't hurt or that you're like attacking her. Like always talk to the person directly and be the first one to apologize, guys, because it's not that hard to say, I'm sorry. And if you did something wrong, then you should take accountability for it. And I think it's so important to have a little bit of humility and like let your ego die in these situations because honestly, it's for the betterment of your living situation. But I'm sorry that you have felt like a housekeeper. That is not fun. <laughs> and yeah, that person should definitely be contributing. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our last little bit of stories. These are just our personal stories yes. that we've experienced. So you can go ahead and go first. Yeah. So this is a twist on Endear awkwardness. I will say I've loved all my roommates and they've all taught me things that have matured me. And I have learned so much about people management just in college and how to live independently. Basically, one of my other roommates on the other side, so we had like common area, two rooms on one side, two rooms on the other side. She decided to prank me one day. She was out on campus and there were these organizations providing like contraceptives, you know, and she basically like received a condom and decided it'd be funny to put it on my desk. <laughs> and so she puts it on my desk and I'm like confused. Like I had no idea it was a prank. Like I'd had a long day. I was exhausted. You know, I should have just like text ever be like, oh my God, like someone left me a condom. Like who was it? Whatever. But instead I decided to walk over to the room that was closest to mine, of course, right next to me. And I asked her, I was like, Hey, was this you? And I think I sounded a little bit annoyed more so than <laughs> like funny, like, oh, this is a joke. Because honestly, like I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize. Okay. And so I made this assumption because my roommate had had guys over before and I should not have, but basically she was like appalled. She got like red and she was like, what do you mean? Like, wh why would I do that? Like, what are you accusing me of? And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. Like, I simply just had a condom randomly on my desk and I thought it might've been yours or something. And I should not she have said that. And she basically like got so upset. And we just like had like a tension tiff thing for a couple days. And it was honestly not fun. I totally do not recommend it. But it was so endearingly awkward for my other roommate who actually did pull the prank. Because later she came home, like she was all super happy and jittery. She was like, hey guys, stop. And we're like mad, like not speaking. And she, and then she finds out that it was because of her condom joke. And she's like, guys, I'm so sorry. I thought it would be funny. Like I didn't realize. And it was just really funny. And so yeah. How did you ask her if it was her who left it? Like, did you do it in a nice way or did, were you like, did you leave this on me? Like, cause no. I can't imagine you would say it. No, 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 no. I literally just walked up to her. I like showed it to her and I was like, Hey, is this yours? Like, that's all I said because I just wasn't sure. Like, I didn't know. Like, I had no idea that someone would pull a prank like that on me, you know? Yeah. But did you think it was like a prank or did you think no, that she I thought, just accidentally left it there or what? I thought she accidentally left it there. Why? I have no idea, but, but that's the thing. Like we were so close to each other and like, we always had our doors open and we would always just like walk around everywhere. Yeah. So it wasn't like weird. I was just like, yeah. How did y'all fix it? We just got over it. Like I apologize and it was fine. Mine. Oh, there's so many. Okay. So my first year at our current university, I lived with my cousin and then a third roommate. And so like, we didn't really know her. It was kind of that situation where like, you know, the person that you live with. And then there's like the, the other person that you live with. So at first it started off normal. We were totally fine. 
she was very chill, laid back. Her parents were super nice. And we thought it would be fine. We were like, hey, like, let's all do movie nights and like hang out and stuff. Cute. Typically, as you do. Over the course, we only lived with her for a few months. But throughout those few months, she just continuously made it known that she actually didn't want to talk to us and didn't want to be around us, which was a little bit weird Mm -hmm. because we were like, hey, like, let's do stuff, you know, but again, like I get it. Sometimes personalities don't mesh. Sometimes you just have other friends or you just have other things to do. You don't want to talk to people. That's fine. Like I can respect that. But it was just a little bit strange because we would be in the living room hanging out and every single time that she came out of her room she would do the thing where like she has her headphones on she's talking Mm. to someone super loud on the phone she was always on her phone talking to someone or had her headphones in so we couldn't even say hi if we wanted to it's like we didn't really have a third roommate because when she was around we just wouldn't really get a word in with her and so it kind of like it was fine it still wasn't anything crazy but she would be gone a lot of the time. And then when she was there, you could definitely hear her talking in her room. She'd be yelling at people on the phone. She'd be mm-hmm. calling people all these bad words and saying terrible things. And we're just listening like, wait, what the heck is happening? There's so much <laughs> anger coming from that room. Like, I don't even know. But I accept that it's fine. So eventually, she started bringing this guy over. And still to this day, I don't know if he had gotten like a copy of our key or what. Mm. But I swear there are times that he just came in and like our door was not locked. I mean, was not unlocked. It was always locked. So it wouldn't make sense for him to just pop in. But he would always just come in and go directly to her room. And it only made sense that he had a copy of the key. But I didn't realize until looking back. One day, like I'm cleaning up and I clean the entire apartment and she definitely never contributed at all because her whole thing was that she was never really around, even though she definitely was. And she was using all of the stuff that we would buy. And she had this guy over. He decided to come into the kitchen right after I mopped and he goes to our freezer sticks his nasty, dirty hand into the ice bucket, grabs ice and stuffs it in his mouth. And I'm just sitting there on the table, like at the table, super tired from cleaning the entire apartment. And I'm just looking at him and my cousin wasn't there at the time. It was just me, the roommate and him, but I didn't know he was there. And he just looks at me, says absolutely nothing and then spits into our sink and walks away. And I was just like, and this is one example of so many worse things that happened. Like there was a whole other situation where we came home and she was having this huge party in our super tiny apartment with a whole ping pong table. I mean, a whole beer pong table, a cage of two ginormous dogs. And then there was red wine that was spilled on my cousin's white couch that she asked her not to get anything on. And of course there was red wine on it. Like it was absolutely insane. And she didn't even let us know that she was having this whole huge thing and then also she was gonna move out like the next week or something but she barely told us that night that we came home to discover our apartment was full of people that we didn't know so it was a lot so many different things happened thank god we only lived with her for a few months but it was definitely difficult and i just hated the fact that i didn't know this person that was coming to the apartment aka like the boyfriend um and he was just not a good guy he just grossed me out and was really just rude. I think like if you are going into anyone's home and or like vice versa, someone is coming into your home, there should at least be acknowledgement. Like I feel like that's the basis of respect. Yeah, I feel like that's the very foundation of respect. Just saying hello. So anyway, that was not a great situation, but it does happen. And honestly, just hope that 
you get amazing roommates next semester if you're having a hard semester this time around and you did get stuck in a really bad roommate situation. But it also happens to a lot of people. And even though we've had interesting situations in the past, we now live together, Desam and I, and it's our (laughs) second year. And I think you're the best roommate ever. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. so are you? But we're not perfect. Things happen. Oh, and it's honestly fine as long as you just communicate what you feel and be willing to work on it with that person. Amazing. Wow. Thanks, Emma. Inspirational. Wow. I feel like I should go do the dishes now. Just Yeah, go do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> now you go do- <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Before We Make It. We have new episodes every Thursday, and we will not be taking such a long break <laughs> like we did when we, had- we were out sick. So we love y'all. Bye, guys. Love you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.